I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome back to the Borough Breakdown podcast, an opposition preview show with Tom and our guest for the evening, uh, Ben from the YouTube channel, Ben HD, who is here to give a Preston perspective on Saturday's game. Ben, thanks very much for joining me. Top stuff. Pleasure to be on. Good stuff. So just to kick things off, how would you sum up Preston's season so far? It's been a, a bit of a weird one with us so far, because I think that if you were to just look at the league table, um, you'd probably think that we are whereabouts we probably thought we would be. But I think the underlying performances to that, there's quite a bit of frustration around the club um, at the moment, really. I think given how many sort of goalless draws and drab affairs that we've sort of been subject to so far this season, I think the frustration has sort of come on from that, really. And I think something that's probably played into that as well and something that you guys will look to take advantage of is at home so far this season, we've we've really not been at the race. I think we've got the second worst home records in the league so far this season. We've only hit the back of the net twice at Deepdale so far. So that lack of goals um, that's been apparent with our season, I think has built up quite a bit of frustration in the fan base. And I think coming off the back of that Derby Day defeat we had um, over the weekend against Blackpool, there is... I'd say frustration um, amongst the fan base at the moment is probably the best way to sort of sum it up with how we're going. So on on the pitch then, what would you say is kind of leading to that lack of goals? Because I think early on in the season, Preston became really well known for for not scoring many, but not conceding many either. Um, So how how has it been to watch? Is it uh, just, you know, not creating enough or have you been a bit unlucky just to not score many? Yeah, I think it's changed a little bit from the start of the season. I'd I'd certainly say for the first five or six matches of the season, we were getting into those situations where we were really unlucky. Um, You know, I could point to maybe four of those goalless draws right at the start of the season where on another day, we probably would have ended up winning those matches. But I think there's a couple things at play in terms of why this has been the case. I think number one would probably be the recruitment in the summer. We definitely didn't nail that. Um, Ultimately, we've got a manager like Ryan Lowe who's sticking to his principles in terms of playing a 3-5-2. We didn't really back him in the summer to go ahead and get the players to play the brand of football that he wants to. You know, We're still persisting with Brad Potts as a right wing back and he'll do a steady job there, but that's not his natural position. And so to try and build up the play without a natural right wing back has been a little bit tough so far. Um, A lack of goals, I think, has also come from us not properly um, backing up Emil Reese in the forwards department as well. He's our only player so far this season that scored over one goal. I think that 
as of late, when we've not perhaps been creating as many chances, I think there's a case for us becoming maybe a little bit predictable. I'd, I'd pin down Ben Whiteman um, as our best player and as our key performer. And I think that opposition managers have figured out that if you manage to mark him out of a match, we really struggle to progress the ball up the pitch. Um, you know, we don't necessarily have the best ball playing centre halves in terms of out and out defenders. They've been very good so far this season, but when they're given time and space on the ball and Whiteman can't quite drop in to get us moving up the pitch, I think we've really struggled to sort of get the ball moving through the lines and there's been a few things in there that sort of all coincided into one, I think, in terms of why we have had this lack of goals, which has been quite frustrating. Yeah, so you, you just mentioned it there um, about, you know, not properly backing Ryan Lowe's uh, sticking to his principles. You obviously got two wins last season against Borough. You uh, looked really impressive in the last game of the season. Um, how would you have said the the Ryan Lawyer was progressing so far, even kind of in spite of the um, the transfer um, uh, not not backing him in the transfer window? Yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. I think that everyone completely sort of bought into Ryan Lowe um, when he came in. You know, he's very he's a very sort of charismatic manager, can get the fans on side, made that connection with the fan base, and I think that that was something that we were sort of crying out for after we had Frankie McAvoy and to an extent, probably Alex Neal as well, you know, tactically Alex Neal was very good, but didn't really make that effort to um, get um, sort of onside with the fans, whereas Ryan Lowe has. And I think that the early signs under Lowe were very promising. And I'd even suggest that the early signs, even this season were quite promising, but I think that Lowe's got to a point now where you can see in the post-match interviews as well, he's caught, quite a frustrated figure I think because of the sort of resources that he's had available to him so far so started out very well but I'd certainly say there have been cracks appearing um, recently which a few people have picked up on but the championship's bonkers this year you know it's the sort of league where if we string together a few wins before this break for the World Cup we'll be right amongst um, the top six and at that point you know we can't really have any complaints so a little bit mixed, a few more cracks seeping in, but I, I still think the vast majority of people are sort of on board with Lowe and the frustrations are just, hopefully, you know, we get that recruitment right in January. Just going back to recruitment a second then, because um, I, I was wondering about that. Is, is it down to some sort of uh, recruitment strategy uh, in the summer? Because I remember towards the end of the summer when we were linked with Emil Rees, uh, and it obviously never went any further than that, although there were rumours that a bid might have been made. Mm. Um, the the kind of feeling from the Preston side I got when I was doing my research was that you guys did actually need the money to um, to bring in the players that Law wanted, and then you know race might have been a, a transfer that was necessary. Uh, what do you think that was the case, or or was it the case that Preston are, are trying to work their strategy? Uh, regarding transfers a very specific way. Yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. I think we are in that sort of boat of championship clubs where we want to be that sort of sustainable self-run club where, you know, we'll get the money coming in for players and then we'll go ahead and reinvest reinvest that money into the squad. And I think that when we first came up to the championship, we were very good in doing that. You know, thinking of the fees we picked up for like Jordan Hugel, Greg Cunningham when we initially sold him, Callum Robinson. I think the problems that we've run into is in going ahead and replacing those players, 
if I was to go through this squad now and pick out the sort of saleable assets who I could who I could pin down and say, okay, we'll get a few million for him. That could be reinvested into the squad. I think they've sort of been dwindled down, really. And I can only think of maybe two, three off the top of my head now. Reese is obviously one of them, Ben Whiteman. And then you can make an argument for one or two others, but given their contract situation. So we're not a club that's been amazingly flush with money, um, given our ownership status as well. Um, with obviously Trevor Hemmings recently passing on, that then um, the club has been given to um, his son and his family. And there is the sort of underlying feeling that they are looking for a potential sale. And so as that's the case, there has been the feeling of them perhaps being quite reluctant to put any more funds into the transfer market. And so we're at a little bit of a stage where we're in limbo. It does feel like with our ownership at the moment and whether or not any sort of more money will be made available um, for Ryan Lowe to go ahead and spend in January. So it's a, a, a bit of a tricky one um, with that at the moment with money for us. Um, you just mentioned Emil Reese there as one of your uh, kind of more saleable assets. Um, obviously, I mentioned earlier he was linked with Borough in the summer, um, never progressing into anything more. But how would you rate how, how he's been so far this season? Because I think you, you mentioned... He's the only player to have scored over one goal uh, for, for the team. And, um, you know, personally, if you've only hit the net twice at home this season, he's only he's the only one who's not, uh, well, he's the only one who's scored over one. That's where my money's going on Saturday <laughs> against us. So, um, but no, how, how has he been so far this season? Yeah, well, it would be a typical championship for him to have an absolute worldie in this sort of game, wouldn't it? But um, it, it's been a weird one with Reese because I think last season he got over 20 in all competitions. But with Ryan Lowe, there was the feeling that he wasn't completely sold on fitting into this style of play. I think the second half of last season, it was Cameron Archer mostly. You know, a lot of Reese's goals last season came in the first half of the season under Frankie McAvoy. The first month or so of the season, when there was that interest from you guys, the sort of story we were getting from the club and from Lowe was that he's been a little bit unsettled. So he wasn't actually on the pitch that much at the start of the season, really. He was on the bench and sort of having cameos. But Reese is that sort of striker who comes into form and scores in spurts. So he'll have a run of five games where he'll get you six goals and then he'll go the next, you know, six or seven without scoring. He is that very much sort of confidence type of striker. But I think we've got him at the moment in a zone where he has been looking decent. Um, his link up with Alvaro Fernandez on the left-hand side has been fairly good. Um, even thinking back to the weekend, you know, he won the penalty um, that Ben Whiteman went ahead and tucked away. So he's definitely our biggest goal threat um, from that point of view. And, while he probably doesn't have the overall goal return that he'd have probably liked to up until this point, he's yeah still by far and away our biggest threat going forward. So looking ahead to Saturday's game then, uh, you mentioned Preston set up in a, a 3-5-2. Um, who is it we should be looking out for in that team and, and kind of how do you look to play uh, when, when you've got the... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Bon. Yeah, so we are very much a possession-orientated team that will look to sort of build the ball up from the back. And to be honest, we probably play two slightly different variations. It will either be a 3-5-2 or a 3-4-2-1. And I'd probably edge to it being a 3-4-2-1 against you guys just because um, Troy Parrott's out injured at the moment and we don't really have that second man to go up front with Emil Reese. So we've tended to play with those sort of two tens um, off him really. So that would be how I imagine we'd go ahead and approach this game. Um most of our creativity tends to come down our left-hand side, whether that will either be Robbie Brady, who's obviously uh, got a wand of a left foot on him, you know, can put a ball in like that, or Alvaro Fernandez, who's a little bit more of a direct threat. We've got him on loan from Manchester United. Um, probably the only player in our squad who's got that ability to go past a man in sort of 1v1, uh, 1v1 duels and things like that, and then look to cut the ball back for Emil Reese, really. But I think so far this season, we've... Uh, we're averaging a goal from open play every 255 minutes, which, um, yeah, so it's, it's been a real drag. And I think it's even worse than that at home so far this season. So a corner or a set piece will we'll certainly look to threaten from. But, yeah, uh, I, I can't say what I'd do just to see some goals from open play, if I'm honest. That's what, that's what we're all looking for. So set pieces have been one of our uh, our weak points this season. Uh, you know, we had Huddersfield at Riverside yeah. last week, and they were just trying to score directly from corners. At one point, it was <laughs> it was uh, mad to watch. But where do you think the uh, the game is going to be won and lost from a, a Preston perspective? Then, and are there any uh, Borough players you'd be looking out for as kind of dangerman uh, who who could pose a threat on Saturday? Yeah, I think when I, whenever I look at your team, um, I usually look at the wing backs really in, you know, Giles and Jones. I, I certainly think that up against our boys on those sides, that'll be a really interesting battle. Obviously, depending on how Carrick goes ahead and sets up, he might do something, you know, completely left field in this one. But I think from our perspective, the midfield will be a big one. Um, I think one of my probably gripes with how we've set up so far this season is when we do play the system with the two tens off Emil Reese. I think we've... 
we sort of caught ourselves out at times in becoming a little bit too overly defensive and that midfield will sort of end up being a little bit of a box and sort of Emil Reese will be a little bit isolated from that in the end. So I want to see those two number 10s, if we are going to play like that, getting pushed up as high up the pitch as possible and trying to put you guys under as much pressure. You know, that's what we want to see um, at home and it's just not quite been the case for us lately. It's not quite been falling for us in the final third. So, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to seeing your wing-backs for this one, but I think that midfield battle will be big. And whether or not Ben Whiteman can go ahead and really pull the strings for us in midfield or you manage to go ahead and mark him out the game. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting one on uh, on, on Saturday because um, up, up until the last couple of games, uh, you know, it, it, it was a, a three-slash-five at the back and then we've ended up with Jones playing further forward, Tommy Smith at right-back and and Ryan Giles uh, at left-back, surprisingly. He wasn't played further mm-hmm. up. So be interesting to see if we uh, we do actually stick with the wing-backs under Carrick. But, uh, yeah, just final question, uh, looking ahead to Saturday, uh, predictions for the game. Uh, what, what are you thinking? Yeah, my, my heart says that We've got to bounce back from that Blackpool game, and realistically, I, I, it probably wasn't. You know, the scoreline reflected quite harshly on us um, from that game, really. But I just think that with our home record so far this season, that lack of goals from open play, and the fact that you've got a new manager for this one as well. Um, I recorded my predictions before this one, and I've actually got it down as a one nil for you guys. I think you may just take it. Um, whether or not we can spring a bit of magic against you guys, like we did last season. Um, I hope so, but at home, it's just, it's been a bit of a frustrating one. It does feel like if you guys get on top early, there will be a few groans coming from the from the crowd, which I think will be something that you can probably play on. It's a strange one, Matt, because I had uh, one note to you guys as my prediction. <laughs> I've, um, you know, it, it's been my third away day of the season and the last two have been new. We've, uh, we've lost one nil. Uh, Coventry <laughs> was the last one Gokarez scored who was linked to us so I'm fully expecting yeah. to be the one who scores on Saturday hey, I'll take it I'll take it <laughs> but that was it uh, thanks for joining me Ben and to the listeners and viewers thanks for tuning in this was your Preston preview in a pod